Today, Pastor Ray Bentley points out full blessings come with full surrender. There are degrees to which we are willing to obey God's Word. And we have to make the conscious choice that I must submit all of my life and all areas of my habits, behavior, and feelings, submit them to the Word of God. If you will submit every area to the Word, it will be life to you. Be teachable. Spread news. Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Teenage boys can tell you there are some cars with a lot more power under the hood. Muscle cars, right? But the power is only delivered to the wheels when you put your foot on the accelerator. Well, today, Pastor Ray helps us press harder on the accelerator of our Christian life. Let's listen as he begins. Now, by way of, uh, again, a little bit brief introduction to this book, I love this book for a variety of reasons. One, the name of the book is James, but that's not the original name. The original name would have said Yaakov, because the real name of the book is Jacob. James is kind of the King James anglicized version of it. What also makes this interesting is that this guy named Jacob happened to be the half-brother of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So this is written by a man who has a powerful testimony, written at a time that there was a lot of trouble in the Roman Empire. It was crumbling economically, difficulties politically, challenges, uh, very similar maybe that we can relate in, in one way or another. So he brings some very beautiful, powerful practical exhortations to us. So go with me to verse uh, 16. We'll go back to there. James chapter 1, verse 16. James writes, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Now here in verse 18 is where we pick up. Of his own will... He brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. I want you to know that salvation, everything in salvation is of God. We make a big deal, like we, we share the gospel, we present the gospel, we give invitations for people to, and, and you know, I implore people, come to Christ, receive the Lord. You know, get your sins forgiven. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Know that when you die, you'll go to heaven. But once we have become Christians, once we have decided to and chosen to believe in Christ and the gospel and we've received him into our hearts and we are now God's eternal sons and daughters, once we're in the family, we are let in on a family secret. And the family secret is that before you chose him, He chose you. And he really chose you a long, long time ago. Do you want to plant the kingdom of God in your mind? Do you want to plant heaven into your soul? Then plant the word of God and let it be watered and read it and study it. 
God is, the Holy Spirit is speaking in a thousand different ways every single day to those who hear and will have ears and will listen, invest in the kingdom of God and, and invest in your faith and grow in your faith in the Lord. Because then come what may, come what may outwardly, you will have better than gold shining within you. You have peace that passes understanding. You will have joy unspeakable and full of glory. You will have the spirit of the Lord. There is glory within the hearts of those who believe and trust and invest in the word of the Lord. And that's what we'll be able to share with others, even in difficult times, love. We are not here merely upon the earth to enjoy the American dream. We have a higher calling. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are royal citizens. We are ambassadors of the glorious kingdom of heaven. We are to be sharing and shining our light so that those who ask a reason for the hope that lies within us, we have the answer. And the answer is Jesus, always. The answer is Jesus. Now what's your question? It doesn't matter what the question is, it always leads to him. And so the title of my message is, you know, we, we have that little phrase where I say God is good and you cry out all the time, all the time God is good. Only good comes from God. Every good gift, every perfect gift. Our gift giver is the father of creation, meaning what can't he do? He created the universe. He named all the stars. He has all power and his goodness will never change. Now look with me in uh, verses 19 and 20. He says, so then, my beloved brethren, and there he is again, James, very emotional here, very passionate, my beloved brothers and sisters. And he gives some very good practical advice. Let every man, and by that he means brethren, so let every brother and let every sister be three things, swift to hear. If you wanna be quick about something, be a quick listener. And then two things that we need to slow down, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Now, let me uh, tell you one of my favorite stories. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is about the Apostle Paul. I think he was visiting a little, you know, he was a missionary, he's going all around. He, he was the rabbi of rabbis, Pharisee of Pharisees, and sharing with Jews and Gentiles and bringing them together into the body of Christ. He goes to Troas, he can only, he's actually gonna only be there one night, and the next morning he's gone. It is on the Lord's day, the day that Jesus rose from the dead. Since they're all mostly Jews, that means that it's a work day for them. Sunday is a work day for Jews, because the Sabbath is the day before and Saturday. So they've worked all day, and then in that evening, uh, finally, Paul arrives at the end of the day. Somebody who had a big, nice, uh, probably wealthy home, who could invite the most people, invited all the believers, and they all met up in their third floor loft. And that night they shared a common meal, and they had communion together. And then the apostle Paul started sharing stories. And he taught virtually all night long. Can you imagine, how many of you would love to hear the Bible study that Paul gave that night, all night long? This guy has seen angels, he's had dreams and visions. He himself says, man, I was caught up, I've seen heaven. 
And then when you want to ask him, what was it like? He'd say, it'd be a crime to try to describe it to you. And I've always been frustrated, like, well, give it a try. Just try. <laughs> but he's sharing. Now, they've had a meal. It's been a work day. They're tired. It's packed. It's crowded. It's probably warm. There's candles everywhere. And so it's getting warm and warm. And then there's a little young guy named Eutychus who is sitting in the windowsill of this third floor loft. And he dozes off to sleep. And then he falls out the window. They didn't have glass windows with screens like we have. He falls out the window three stories and dies. It's always a bummer to end a Bible study when <laughs> somebody falls out because the preacher went too long and he dies. So everybody screams, they hear the thud, and, and they run downstairs. Paul jumps on him, stretches out his hands, nose to nose, toes to toes, hand to hand, screams and prophesies, breathes into him, and like the prophet in the Old Testament, the boy goes, <gasps> and gets a breath of air, and is resurrected in front of everyone. And, and then, this is the most amazing thing. Then they all went back upstairs and Paul finished teaching his Bible study all night long. Now this story, let me tell you, I cannot tell you how comforting that story is to me as a pastor. Because if people, I've had people fall asleep on my Bible studies. But if it happened to the Apostle Paul, I don't feel so bad. Now, let me just also say, I wish I could take all of you up here with me just for about 15 minutes and see what I see. Because I, I can see all the way to the back rows. And I have noticed that there are people who enjoy a nap now and again <laughs> during my Bible studies. And you know, you guys are very creative how you, you know, can prop up a kind of like, <laughs> like this. But I, I gotta say that the head jerks give it away and when the wife is giving one of these. And so then you try to do this routine, you know, but then when your mouth gets really big, <laughs> kind of gives it away. And, and I see it all. So sometimes when I'm smiling, I look over and I smile, and I, you know, it's like, man, go for it. If <laughs> but let me also say, you wanna know why I keep it so cold in here? Come on, I'm trying to help you. Now, I will say, I have had myself, you know, sometimes listening even to Pastor Chuck, as awesome as he is, I've dozed off. I have fallen asleep during a Bible study. I've not fallen asleep during my own Bible study <laughs> that I can remember. But I will say this. You know what, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me if somebody takes a nap and you know, they need a little extra rest. But I'll tell you what does bother me. What does bother me is when there is a believer or a brother or a sister who is asleep to the times in which we live. Or they are asleep to, they're hearing Bible studies but they're not allowing the word of God to really challenge them or convict them or that they need to humble themselves or repent of something or pull out some weed or addiction out of their life and let the Word of God work inside of them or they are dull to the promptings of the Holy Spirit or they are asleep. How many times do the scriptures tell us, wake 
up. Wake up. Now, you know, I believe that I have told you that we are living in a time where we really cannot afford to be spiritually dull or asleep. We better be awake. We better be alert spiritually, hearing what God is saying, watching what He is doing and joining Him to the most and the best of our ability. These are amazing times. We are living in prophetic days. We may not see how it all will unfold, but so much is unfolding so fast right before our eyes that we need to pay attention. Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. In the past few months at Maranatha Radio, so many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray's teaching has meant to them. Bless you, Pastor Ray. You ignited my soul in ways I could not have imagined and blessed me with a deepened love for the Bible. You made scripture come to life. Bless your family. Dear Lord, bring his family, especially his wife, Vicki, peace. Praise God, Ray is home. Although he's gone home, his teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website at www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley. So with these three exhortations, very quickly, number one, he says, be quick to listen. I put a quote in here by Paul Tournier, a Swiss European believer, a very smart man, who once said this, and I've quoted this before, it's, I think it's valuable to have, so I put it in your notes. Listen to the conversations of our world between nations as well as between couples. They are, for the most part, dialogues of the deaf. Have you ever been talking to someone and you can tell they are not listening to a word I'm saying? And how often do people, as they're looking at the person, yes, I, I see the words coming out of your mouth, but you're thinking about what you're going to say when they get done. That's not listening. One of the things that I observe in the Gospels about Jesus that stuns me, because he, you know, he, he knew everything. He knew what, what people were going to say and do, and, and with all that knowledge, yet he asked questions. And then he waited for people to answer. And sometimes he would ask questions that are like obvious. There's a guy, okay, he's got a reputation for like healing people. There's a guy that's lame, and he comes up to him and says, well, what can I do for you? Kind of obvious, I'd like to walk. Well, why did Jesus ask, what do you want me to do for you? Because it is, number one, it establishes a relationship. And it, and it lets them express themselves. And what do you really want? Because sometimes he was going something, yeah, I'm going to heal you. But I got something deeper I want to do that has to do with your heart. Do you believe in me? Do you trust in me? And he was building relationship. Sometimes I find that Christians, you know, in our desire to be, do apologetics and answer questions, sometimes we're so eager and we're talking so much to the world or at the world, we're giving answers to questions that they're not actually asking. You have to listen, what are they, where's the real rub or where's the real question? So you have to stop and wait and listen. You know, this is something we have to practice. 
is listening and learning. Um, I would say also, my, my dad, when I was young, especially my formative years in 12, 13, 14, 15 years of age, he made us read a chapter of Proverbs a day over and over and over and over again. Whatever else you want to do, fine, but read through the Proverbs. And it got ingrained in my mind to listen. There are many Proverbs that, that stick out in my mind. One was, if you want to be counted wise, just keep your mouth shut. You may not be that smart, but just by listening, you go, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> People go, you know that guy's, he's smart, because he's just listening. And then it says, and then don't open your mouth and remove all doubt that you don't know as much as you thought you did. Just stay calm and listen. Sometimes, do this, be the last one, just practice. Everybody's talking, like let's say they're all talking about the economy, the stock market, oh my gosh, look what's happening. You be the last one to weigh in, instead of, yeah, you know what I think, and you're waiting to get your two cents in. Stop, listen, wait, be the last one. Many of our great leaders have been good listeners, and they wait until it goes all the way around the table. And by the way, I put also in your notes, listening is a way of loving another person. Do you know how many people feel like nobody, nobody listens to me? And they're, they're lonely, the world's all yapping away, but how awesome it was that Jesus was God in miniature, small, asking questions and then listening to these little people who thought, I'm a nobody and everybody passes by me and the you know, priests and everybody and nobody gives me the time of day. And now the Messiah asked me a question. He's waiting for me to answer. Do you know how much love and value that placed in those individuals? We must work at listening to others. We must intentionally choose to focus on and listen to one another. Even in prayer, 1 Samuel 3, verse 10, now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. Even in prayer, there was a time in my own life where um, I used to, my prayers were, you know, cast your cares on the Lord. I, I had a long list. I had all these things and people and issues and anxieties. And so I would give it all out and then say amen and get up and leave. And one very distinct time, I remember the Lord saying, can, you know, in this small, still voice, can I speak to you? I was like, whoa, this is weird. I had a funny thought in my head. No, 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 the Lord, I want to minister to you. Just be still, be quiet for a moment. I don't know how to explain it, but there's a time of telling everything inside of you and pouring it before the Lord. And then listening is switching gears, like in a car or a bike. It's a totally different gear where you're just... And then all of a sudden, the Lord begins speaking to you through your thoughts and showing you things about situations, answering questions, bringing scriptures to your memory that is mind-boggling. Listen to the Lord. Now, two things we should be slow in. Be slow to speak. Uh, There's a pastor who's now with the Lord. His name was Romain. He was at Calvary Costa Mesa. And this is one of his sayings. He, he was an old Marine guy, sergeant guy, and he would say, now, God, even in your own body, gave you the priority. He gave you two ears, he gave you one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you speak. And another note that I have, I have never had to take back something that I did not say. Just don't say it. Think about it, I'm not gonna say it. Very, very wise. 
We can be quick to jump to the wrong conclusions, quick to judge, quick to say the worst thing, quick to offer advice, slow. He doesn't say don't speak. He just says be slow. And the, the last thing to be slow about is being angry. Let me say about anger. I used to think as a Christian that anger was bad and that's of the devil or it's like, you know, out of control. It's just the flesh. And so I tried to control and just be nice all the time. That's being a Christian. No, 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 no. We're made in the image of God. God gets angry. Anger is not sin. It's what we do with anger that becomes sin. Anger is an emotion. And, you know, you cannot be a human being in a fallen world, in a fallen body, and not get angry. It's going to happen. And it's okay to happen. But be slow about it. Slow to ramp up, you know, instead of going to Mach 10, oh, and you're throwing things and yelling and screaming. Slow down. You can get angry, but slow it down. That's the difference between a child who cannot control to any degree what they're feeling uh, and an adult or a mature response. I'm angry. Whoa, I'm really angry. Wow, look how I'm spinning around inside. Okay, Lord, help. You see what I'm feeling? And you process that and you talk to the Lord about it. You cannot just say, well, I'm frank and I'm honest. And if you let your anger explode on people, it's going to cause a lot of hurt and a lot of problems. The Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Now, Proverbs 29, 11 goes along with that. A fool vents all his feelings. See, it's not wrong to have the feelings, but venting them to whoever is closest to you is not wise. It's immature. But a wise man holds them back. You acknowledge them, you feel them, but you give them to the Lord. Proverbs 16, 32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. And then he, he finalizes it, verse 20, for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. There are a lot of Christians who feel that's exactly what we need is more anger to establish the kingdom of God. No, we don't need that. The wrath of man does not establish God's kingdom. Love, justice, mercy, and truth do. Last, verse 21, here's the conclusion. He says, therefore, and it's kind of his conclusion and it's our conclusion. Lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, like how it says in King James, the superfluity of naughtiness. It says, lay it aside and receive with meekness, which means teachable spirit, the implanted word which is able to save your souls. Consciously or unconsciously, there are degrees to which we are willing to obey God's word. And we have to make the conscious choice that I must submit all of my life and all areas of my habits, behavior, choices, thoughts, and feelings, submit them to the Word of God. If you will submit every area to the Word, it will be life to you in every single area. Be teachable. You do not want to stunt or slow your progress into a, a spiritual maturity. It's going to make you a better, more honorable, fulfilled, overflowing person with Christ. Amen? Pastor Ray Bentley, pointing out the pathway to living a more God-honoring life as a believer. Good insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled, God is Good All the Time. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at RayBentley.com. That's RayBentley.com.
We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under media, you'll notice three words, watch, radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click about and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his book called As the Days of Noah, a prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full series called The Elijah Chronicles. And RayBentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Well, next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in the book of James. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley is an outreach of Maranatha Chapel, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127.